0: Hey, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, I... First off, thanks for... Thanks to everybody who entertained my little exploration of my feelings on Cyberpunk 2077. I've continued to play that game that game's alright, it's not great, it's more alright when it works perfectly, which even, even on Stadia, kind of the best, which is, from what I've seen, literally the best place to play that game is on Stadia, um, that game is alright when it works, when it works correctly, um, I did have it crash the other day, had it crash a couple times, it's Definitely not perfect on Stadia. I don't expect that. But it's a hell of a lot better. Um, That said, I wanted to talk about something... Something that... I don't think that lots of people think about. But before that, I want to take you on a little journey... Through my college days. Uh, when, When I was in college, there were... When I was in art, the art school I went to had three. I'm gonna call them primary classes. And what I mean, and it also had like, you know, graphic design one and animation one, and all that other shit. But, but it also had fuzz, it had these classes, these three classes called. 2d 3d it had these classes called 2d and 3d now 2d was basically a class that was meant to be purely about composition about composition and color theory and just the practicality of making 2d art um and the, and the skill of making 2d art and then there was three D, and three D is the same, but it's three D art. And then there was a class we had that was, um, I don't want to say unique to my, to my alma mater, but it was certainly different. And that was a class called forty. And in addition to being the um, very self-absorbed, very much an asshole. Um, head of the animation departments, like vanity and ability to get his own like weird foundation class. Um, that was b- because he was literally married to the dean, to the um, academic to the um, academic director of the school. Um, and let's be clear, he was not a great teacher. He uh, called me in my office to basically say that he was disappointed in his choice to admit me to college and that I was a slacker and I sucked. At which point I'm like, oh, so I'm not, so I really don't have any reason to be an, an, an animation major. And that was the day I switched out of animation and into graphic design. So there you go. Um... That said, it was interesting because the way that he put it, and also he was not a good animator. He most his his animation career consisted of making weird stop motion animations that mostly made up for the fact that he could not have a child because his wife did not want a child. Um, I don't feel bad about thing, but this cause once again, he just decided that I was a piece of shit one day. When, in all honesty, I probably was. I was a college student, but like, if you're an adult, you don't do that to a college student. It's not, it's not cool. <laughs> um, especially a struggling college student. It's not the way you manage. A struggling college student. Because I was certainly struggling at the time. Um, me and school. Me, me and the. Not me and school. Me and the academic system of achievement. Do not mix very well. Um, For a variety of reasons. Um, but. Basically. The But the class was actually a good idea. Because what the class taught. Was it taught. What four D taught was it was about time. And it was about it was about the use of it was about, it was about it was meant to be about the dimension of art that is most prominent in animation and cartooning at that time. And if something if somebody had if something has been super prevalent in this hell year it has been the value of time basically the entire world has lost a year we've paid a year to and especially in america we have paid a year to us to a virus that should have been gone in six months maximum because we were all morons and there's, I have a feeling there's going to be, like, a great untethering when this is all over. And, like, we can all go back to normal. We all won't just go back to normal. We'll go back to, like... We'll go back to, like, Caligula levels of debauchery or something. It's going to be wild, I'm sure. Um, And, you know, that will be true on one level. That won't be true on another level. It always is. But... I have this much simpler, much smaller demonstration of the value of time in my life. And that is, if I sit down to watch something and it does not hold me, it it does not find, if I sit down to watch something or play something, it does not find a way to hold me. I I don't let it, I don't let it, like, take me and, like, hold me hostage, and what I mean by that is, it it has, entertainment that I watch has to earn my attention somehow, so I watched, um, I watched two things on Christmas, I watched, um, Soul, which you should definitely go watch, if you have Disney Plus, or have a way to go watch it, it's, That is, like, an inspiringly incredible movie. Um... It is... It is a Pixar movie... It is probably the best Pixar movie I've seen in years. It is as good as Ratatouille. It is as full and as deep as Ratatouille. It is an adult movie that kids can watch. It's amazing. And then later, um... I watched Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, which is a terrible movie. But I watched the entire thing. And the reason why I watched the entire thing was because yes, that movie is terrible, but it it was kind of stunningly terrible at some point. At least I found it stunningly terrible. It because it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie on Earth. But it was also this, like, weird obsession. It had this weird obsession with the old Wonder Woman television show. It had this weird obsession with making it look like the old Wonder Woman tele- television show. It had this, like, larger-than-life treatment of the 80s that was wild. Um, like, it, it, this movie remembers the 80s. As, as, as hokey and as technicolored and as bad as it probably looked in its prime, um, and it's just. Uh, I felt myself thinking about this when I was playing Cyberpunk seventy seven because I keep thinking out, I've sunk like. Over 30 hours in that game. And I'm getting to the point of that game. Where I feel like. I'm probably. Getting close to the end of that game. And it. Like I said. It's not the best game. But it does. It does hold me. And I started playing. um Untitled Goose Game. Because it, it was on sale. On the Switch store um on, on the eShop on switch and that game holds me too it's unendingly fun um even though I'm only on the first level and I can't figure out how to get them wear damn sun hat although I'm piecing it together bit by bit and both cyberpunk and untitled goose game earns distinct And the distinction of being games that tore me away from Overwatch. Because I downloaded Overwatch um, over a year ago. And I've sunk probably hundreds of hours into that game. Mostly just playing quick play games and like having tons of fun with it. And that's the thing is like those two, those games... Earn my attention, and the and I'm gonna take this to anime in a second. It's just this. Is, I've been playing a lot of games lately, I'm trying to distract myself on a maximalist degree. It, if you're watching something and it it doesn't feel, and you're not having any fun watching it, and it, and your attention keeps drifting, That's not because you're not intelligent enough, and I, I talked about this a little, um, when I said you should have fun in the, um, in the, I think in the last Sunday edition, I'm probably wrong though, um, when I talked about people should have fun watching anime, and like, if something's not for you, that's fine, a little bit of an extension of that, in that, if you're not, if it's not grabbing you, and you can't, and it's not holding you. That's not because you're a bad person. If you're watching Ghost in the Shell. And it's not holding you. Then it, it it hasn't. It's not earning your attention. And you don't need to feel bad. About not. About not watching it. Now forgetting. Now there are different versions of this. Like I know I'll love No Guns Life. I just keep forget. I literally forget about it For. Weeks on end. And then I come back around to it. And I sit down. And that that show always holds my attention. I just need to like remember. Like oh yeah. That's a thing I haven't finished. I um. But if something's not holding your attention. If t- something doesn't interest you. That's fine. You know. Th- anime is. Anime is, at, anime is at its core asking for the most valuable currency we all have. It's asking for time. We've, If you listen to this podcast, it's more than likely you've spent anywhere from hours to years of your life watching anime. Now, granted, I'm not saying you sat down and watched like everything on Netflix for a year. But I am saying that you may have... Over a period of many years, spent over a year watching anime. Um, I use Kitsu as my. I'm supposed to use Kitsu as my way to track all the shows I watch. I'm bad at that, but. Um, it when it was when. Kitsu was um, hummingbird.me which was a um, a MyAnimeList competitor that I liked better than MyAnimeList because it was slicker and less, a less corporate feeling. Um. It had this little graph on it. It might, and Keith, you might still have this on the website. I never go on the website. I always use the app. But it has this little graph on it that was... How long you've spent watching anime or mine was something like five years or something like some insane number some insane amount of time um and you have to remember between everything I've seen movies, TV shows, I've seen somewhere in the air of probably five or six hundred things. All seven, and what that turns into is my attention has been earned. About five hundred, my five hundred to six hundred things I watched have earned my attention for me to finish them. I have a. Not as big, but small. Actually, pretty small. List of things I've dropped, and it's not necessarily because they're bad. Some of the things I've dropped are considered to be really good, and I can guarantee you, every, everything, all the things I've dropped are considered to be somebody, some, somebody considered to be their favorite anime of all times. That's just the way the world works, you know. The terrible live-action Disney remakes are, I guarantee you, some little kid's favorite Disney movie. <laughs> Which is a crime against art and capitalism, but hey, you know, tease your own. And so, just don't feel bad if if it doesn't, if something doesn't grab you or, you know... You find yourself not watching anime and you find yourself playing, let's say, a mediocre to okay video game for 40 some odd hours. Because it's... Probably talked about this a little when I was talking about like w- you should watch stuff you like and like you should have fun watching anime, and but you should have a you should also like enjoy unironically the consumption of media because if you're not you're pitching time into avoiding that and like. You can always make more money. You can always, if you go see a movie for fifteen dollars. Let's let let's say you subscribe to HBO for fifteen dollars to watch, um, to watch Wonder Woman, which once again, that's a bad movie. Um, with like completely bad, that movie is. That movie's half-baked in a way that, like, her, the lasso of truth doesn't look like a lasso. It looks like a neon glowing half-cooked piece of spaghetti blowing in the wind. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding. You can get that 15 bucks back. You can unsubscribe to, you can unsubscribe from, um, HBO Max and you can, ...make more money. I'm sure you can figure out a way to make $15 again. But you can't get the, like, hour-plus that you sat there and watched Wonder Woman. And it's one thing if that's your job. If your job is to, you know, review video games or review movies and you're getting, and you make money by sitting there and playing the game or watching the movie but it's another thing if you if you just did it and you and it's not your job it's not your job to put yourself through terrible media it's not and it's it's not like te- on a technical level, what I'm doing right now is a professional thing, because I have made a, as I've mentioned before, a not, and I mentioned this in the um, in the episode about having fun watching things. I review I review anime and movies and all that stuff, and I've written about anime for money, and I've done this podcast obviously for money, um not. That's not why I started those things, but I made money at I made money doing all of that stuff, so like there's a monetary gain to me sitting through Wonder Woman because then I get to talk about it on a podcast in conjunction with cyberpunk about the value of some about something being entertain- truly entertaining enough to earn your attention. And I'm not saying, like, every single thing that exists needs to be good enough to earn your attention. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you watch something and you find yourself drifting off, it's fine to turn off. You don't need to be part of of a conversation that bad. And also, you know, sometimes wanting to be part of the conversation means that you sit through and you intensely pay attention to something. That's a form of your attention being earned even if it's not by the media itself. That still counts. Like, I... I find Attack on Titan strangely boring and strangely... um... anti-Semitic... and strangely anti-Semitic. Even though I'm under the understanding that they're fighting against anime Nazis now, but... It. I don't. Don't care. is the best way to put it. I just don't care. Not a thing I care about. So I I don't, I don't spend my time with it. And you know. That's fine. That's fine by me. It's fine that like I when I watch something I'm like oh that was a good first episode but it. ...does not merit my watching anymore. I don't... I, it does not inspire curiosity for the rest of that show. Um... So, it just, it's just... I just... I was thinking about it since it's the end of the year... And... We have all wasted so much time... ...on something that... Um something that should not have been that was not worth the amount of time that we spent on it which is we've all wasted so much time being socially distanced and all this stuff because it's the way we're we're told to get through this and so many people wasted so much time fucking it up and not listening and all this other shit I think. But also. Now that movie theaters have been shut down. And have been compromised so severely. And we've seen. So over this year, we've seen Quibi. Get all. Get. Launch and get absolutely annihilated. We've seen. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch into like launch into infamy and dis and chaos. We've seen um what's it called? We've seen now Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, like, hype all this stuff up, try try and be the movie that changes the distribu that ultimately changes the distribution model, although that was actually Trolls World Tour. If we're being honest, um, a movie I did not see, but it's significant because that was the first movie where they were like, "Fuck it, we're, fuck it, we're doing it live, put it out on Xbox or whatever the fuck," um, or however or however they want it. Um, and then, but also, actually, the third movie I'll put in here, the third piece of entertainment I will put in here is um, Tenant. Tenant came out and tried to get us all to go back to the movie to watch it and everybody with you in America with you universally like, nope. I think I think the bar will finally start being at the right level for the value that entertainment needs to provide for the prices they're charging and for the the asks that they're making. You know, somebody will love Nineteen eighty four. There are probably people who do love Nineteen eighty four. You know, there are people who love Wonder Woman enough. Who are like, oh man, this is cool. It look, it feels like the old t- cheesy, like the old TV show. I don't mind all this other stuff. Yeah, it's a little hokey, but you know, I love it. But. I. Uh, and I think that I think that anime mostly gets this right. I I but I don't I don't think a lot of en, a lot of entertainment. Under, I don't think a lot of a- entertainment outside of animation really has a concept of how much time they're act they're asking you to spend on it. Wonder Woman asking you to spend. Like an hour and a half. Or like 90 minutes. Probably longer. I blacked out for that movie a little bit. Um, Cyberpunk is asking you to spend. anywhere from 30 probably to 50 hours. For one playthrough. If you want to do all three. Which I might. Because I'm weird. um, That's probably 30 to 50 hours. Per playthrough. That means 90 to 100. 50 minutes or 90 to 150 hours for end to end for that game basically (sighs) but and this brings me back to my story about the 4D class the thing about animation and the thing about comics is that the people making them have to be keenly aware at all times of time If you're doing two frames a second, if you're, if you're doing 24 frames a second, um, times 20 minutes, you're making, you're producing hundreds of, of drawings, technically, you're producing hundreds of images for a 15 to 20 minute chunk of time. You can't not be so aware of the of the amount of time the viewer will spend on a program because you are producing literally every inch of it. Whereas other, whereas other forms of media have the advantage of kind of in, of. Kind of being blissfully ignorant of it, and this includes podcasts and music and all that other stuff, because they don't have a di- they don't have direct control over it. When when you watch a piece of animation and it's got Sakuga in it, that is the animator honing in on on the on their manipulation of time and space and composition, and like going going bald to the wall for like a few seconds when you're seeing sakaga you're seeing an a masterful control of time um there a there is a uh but my favorite part of the um of that studio ghibli documentary the good one um kingdom the called Kingdom Dreams of Madness, is a moment when, um Haya, before Hayami Miyazaki is going to announce that he's going to retire for the nine million times a guy like share, And he looks out of the window of the conference room in the hotel where they get press junkets, where they announce movies and, like, talk to the press, specifically. And he... F- and the camera follows his eyes along the rooftops... And he says this is where I came up with the scene where Son runs along the rooftops in Irontown to go murder a bochi in the town square. And it was this stunning like it was this stunning connection of that of that moment in the of that moment of that recurring moment that he's had for years. ...in the real world... ...to... ...the scene in this movie. It was a stunning demonstration of... ...that craft person's control over time... ...and reality in the form... ...and representation of reality in the form of animation. And... ...that's the amount of value... Animation an animator to put on time and that's the amount of value I think that we should start to put on it because it we've wasted too much time already on other nonsense to waste it on stuff that's like just not grabbing us and I know this is a little bit of a repeat from my um, from my uh, you should enjoy what you watch Sunday edition, but hey, I really kind of feel that way lately. And on that note, I have been Alex. You've been listening to Lunchbox Radio Sunday edition. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe and whatever you're using to listen to me right now. New episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. day is the more traditional review show. Um... Sunday is stuff like this, it's more metatextual, more like really my opinions on con- hot on like high lofty conceptual stuff in anime and manga and media and all that shit, um so yeah, if you really like the show tell a friend, tell a family member be like, hey, there's this weird guy rambles into a microphone vaguely about anime and anime-esque things, um, twice a week, and he's, uh, and he's, he's fun, he's worth your time, so, um, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you on Thursday.